0: Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land. The church would turn to false doctrines. Technology would increase and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. All right, today is 26 January 2020, Sunday. Time for the Proxy Update of the Week. And uh, I got a couple of friends that came by from Sedona, Arizona to visit. I've never met him personally, but we got Adrian and Masako here. And he uh, probably two years ago now painted a beautiful picture of the name of Jesus, which we have in the uh, lunchroom and back. And that made the uh, Prophecy Update at the time. And now he's here in person to share with us. So it's so good to see you. And Masako-san, I'm very happy to have you here. It's very wonderful. Thank you for making this effort. And we have, um, right now, I I said this a couple weeks ago, I didn't mention it last week, but we are right now just doing a series of doctrine sermons before we get into Deuteronomy. And we did the sovereignty of God first. Last week, we did the Trinity. And this week, we're doing, actually, for the next three weeks, we're going to be speaking about the person of Jesus Christ. The first week is going to be the God-man, his humanity. Next week will be the God-man, his deity. And then after that, we are going to... Uh, explain why both of those are necessary how they're pertinent to the person of Jesus Christ and to you as an individual in Christ so if you uh don't understand the theology of what Christ came to do who he is and his nature this would be a really good set of sermons for you to get into after that we'll get into some other issues like uh, are you saved forever can you lose your salvation etc etc we're going to go through Ten full sermons, and uh, I've already started typing Deuteronomy as of this last Monday. And it's a big change getting back into line-by-line commentary after doing these uh, these uh, doctrine sermons because they are... They're uh, much easier to type. It doesn't take as much mental effort, but going through the uh, Word of God line by line is a real tedious thing. So Monday, I went to bed on the couch as I normally do on Monday nights because I was just as bushed as always. But doing these doctrine sermons has been a real joy, and they're all typed, and they will be presented for the next few weeks. So please join in on those. And then our first category, as always, is Israel. We have uh, from the Jerusalem Post something that is rather fun. Some of you may have heard about this. If you haven't, it's interesting. A new river is exposed in Israel. They found a river that they, nobody even knew existed Mired in secrecy and landmines. Now, when they say landmines, it's uh, obviously people trying to keep other people out of there. They're not really landmines there, but that's a typical Jewish way of highlighting things. So, there is a river in Israel nobody knew existed until Sunday night, that is, when Khan 11 News exposed it to the world. This river lies within the concession area of the Dead Sea Works, an Israeli potash plant in Sodom on the Dead Sea coast. This is the reason the secret river's existence has been kept secret. Also, according to the report, the Dead Sea Works concession is also why the river is currently in great danger. Apparently, no one really knows the exact scope of the works at Dead Sea Works and what it may be doing to the local environment. Khan 11 was adamant about warning enthusiastic Israeli nature lovers to stay away from the new discovery because, as they put it most bluntly, the place is full of mines. Once again, I don't believe that's true. I think they're just saying that there's a real danger to life facing anyone trying to get there. According to Con Eleven, the place is packed with unique natural phenomena not seen anywhere else in the world, and it is a beautiful place. I've seen the photos, and the uh, I watched the report from Con Eleven. The report also suggested that not only is Dead Sea Works suspected of exceeding the scope of their permits, another project known as Salt Harvest may also now come under scrutiny because suddenly having the new river around may call its calculations into question. Because there's a lot of water flowing through this river, they have to document how much the the change in the uh, Dead Sea is based on what they take out and what they know to flow in. So this is going to change some dynamics for these industries that are down there on the Dead Sea, but it's kind of cool. From the Times of Israel, in Milestone, Israel starts exporting natural gas to Egypt. We've been highlighting this since they started this three or four years ago, and they're finally doing it. Israel has started pumping natural gas to Egypt from two massive offshore fields, marking a major milestone and a historic cooperation between the countries, according to a joint statement. Jerusalem's and Cairo's energy ministries issued the rare joint statement calling the move an important development that will serve the economic interests of both sides. Steinitz and Egypt's petroleum minister will formally announce the move at a meeting of the Eastern Media Gas Forum, or the EMGF. During the meeting, the energy ministers of Israel, Egypt, Italy, Greece, Cyprus, Jordan, and the Palestinian Authority are expected to approve turning the EMGF into a regional organization. Israel's delegation has been working with the other countries to put together EMGF's treaty, which the ministers will sign, the statement said, in what will be another significant step on the path to consolidating the organization and its activities. Why is it important? Because once again, Egypt is not shown as coming against Israel during the battle that is coming, whenever it's coming, Gog Magog. And so this is another point of that. And it's also a point of contention with Turkey and with some of the other countries in the area because of it who don't want to see this happen. So there you go. It's kind of an interesting thing, and it's another development towards the future of Bible prophecy. From Haaretz, top Trump official rejects claims releasing peace plan before Israel election is interference. I saw that, I didn't even read the article, and I thought, how stupid. They've had three elections that they can't get it right, and he's been saying it's coming. How can it be election interference when he didn't do it the first two times, and he's got to eventually do it. They could have 20 more elections before they get it right. So, President Trump's NSA national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, told Axios that releasing the East peace plan before Israel's March 2 general election would not harm Israel's electoral process. O'Brien's remarks come after Benny Gantz, Netanyahu's chief rival, said that the publication of the plan before the election would constitute interference in Israel's political process. But then, from the Times of Israel, reversing course... Gantz urges Trump to move up peace plan rollout. So now he's all of a sudden changed his mind. He sees something is happening. After previously calling an election time release of the plan interference in Israel's vote, the blue and white chief now ready to welcome its publication. Then from the Jerusalem Post, Kushner Berkowitz, cancel trip To Israel. They're on their way to Israel, and all of a sudden, after he makes this announcement, they cancel their trip. Trump administration official told The Post that the team decided to skip the trip after their flight was delayed due to weather conditions. They just had every leader in the free world go down to Israel to participate in the Holocaust Memorial, and they can't get in because of weather conditions. Not true. Something's going on there. From the New York Times, Trump invites Netanyahu and rival Gantz to White House for Middle East peace talks. So now he says both of you guys come here. From our Shiva report, Gantz leaning towards rejecting Trump invitation. TV report, blue and white chairman fears Netanyahu set a trap for him and is leading towards refusing invitation to visit the White House. And then what happened just this morning? He changes his mind and he's coming to the White House. So this is really something going on where He knows that if he doesn't come, he is not going to win the next election, but he knows if he does come, he's probably solidifying Netanyahu in some preeminent position or the winner of the next election anyway. So he doesn't know what to do, and you can see they're all just struggling. What are we going to do with this? Well, we'll see. It's coming in a couple days. This meeting will be done, and we'll see how it ends. From the Aljamainer, Israel develops new lightweight armor-piercing missile. We had some uh, Israel Tech last week, and we got a little bit more this week. Israel's developed a new lightweight armor-piercing missile that can be shoulder-mounted and used by infantry forces. It's the Spike SR missile. It weighs only 22 pounds and can strike targets up to two kilometers away. Israel company Rafael Advanced Defense Systems, which developed the missile, believes it will significantly improve land forces' ability to strike enemy targets in tanks and armored vehicles. The SR is part of the Spike family of missiles that are already used in 34 countries. Good job, Israel, with more than 33,000 supplied and operating on multiple platforms, including vehicles, helicopters, and naval vessels. Gal Papier, the head of marketing and business development at Rafael, said the missile has the same and even greater lethal capability than larger weapons, including its unique ability to be ready to fire in only six Seconds after activation. Ability to attack fast moving targets and long range of attack. Once again, good job, Israel. And then from the Jerusalem Post, it's kind of exciting. We've been reporting on this since their first plane arrived. The IAF inaugurates a second F 35 squadron. They had the first one, they're now dividing. They're going to have two squadrons. The 116th Squadron, nicknamed Lions of the South, will join the 140th Golden Eagle Squadron. Several planes from the 140th squadron will be transferred to the 116th squadron until additional F-35I land in Israel. The IAF currently has 20 F-35I Adir aircraft and is expected to receive a total of 50 planes to make two full squadrons by 2024. Israel's preparing for something they don't know is coming. We do because we read the Bible, but when it comes, they will be ready for it. From Christian News Today we had in our opening comments by Jim. He recognized uh, the moderators on YouTube, and it's something, I don't know if I've ever done that. We've got uh, these moderators that take care of the live stream on YouTube, and it's always on my mind because somebody told me they were there. I didn't even know they were doing these things. You know, it wasn't something I set up, but I want to thank them right now For the job that they do. And uh, Jim specifically noted somebody named Nuke. He said he had a digit after his name. It's Nuke Zero. Anyway, uh, he uh, apparently does a really good job. And I don't know the names of any of the moderators other than him, but I want to thank them. So there you go with that. And then from the White House, this is the White House statement. It's rather long, but I think you'll find it interesting. President Donald J. Trump is safeguarding the right to religious freedom for students and organizations. This is a publication right out of the White House. Our founders understood that no right is more fundamental to a peaceful, prosperous, and virtuous society than the right to follow one's religious convictions. President Donald J. Trump protecting prayer in public schools. President Donald J. Trump remains committed to protecting every student's constitutional right to pray in school. The Trump administration is taking action to further safeguard students' constitutionally protected right to pray in school. President Trump is updating federal guidance regarding protected prayer and religious expression in public schools, which has not been issued since 2003. The update will help safeguard students' rights by giving education providers And students, the most current information concerning prayer in public schools, to receive federal funds, local educational agencies must confirm that their policies do not prevent or interfere with the constitutionally protected rights outlined in the guidance. The updated guidance will help improve individuals' ability to file a complaint if they are denied the ability to participate in protected religious expression. The new guidance makes clear that students can read religious texts or pray during recess and other non-instructional periods, organize prayer groups, and express their religious beliefs in their assignments. And if they don't do this, they will have their federal funds withdrawn. Promoting equal treatment. The administration is working to ensure that the nation's religious organizations are treated equally by the federal government. The administration is issuing nine proposed rules to protect religious organizations from unfair and unequal treatment by the federal government. The proposed rules would eliminate burdensome Obama-era requirements. Right in his White House statement, he's throwing the last uh, president right under the bus where he belongs, that unfairly imposed unique regulatory burdens only on religious organizations. The Office of Management and Budget is also releasing a memo requiring federal agencies to ensure that the grant-making practices of state recipients of federal funding comply with the First Amendment. The Trump administration is committed to ensuring religious organizations can compete on a level playing field for funding without discrimination, and then championing religious freedom These actions build on President Trump's long-standing commitment to safeguarding the fundamental right to religious freedom. During his first year in office, President Trump signed an executive order upholding religious liberty and the right to engage in religious speech. President Trump signed an executive order recognizing the essential contributions of faith-based organizations and establishing the Faith and Opportunity Initiative. The administration continues to unequivocally stand up for religious liberty in the courts. President Trump reversed the Obama era, once again throwing him right where he belongs under the bus policy that prevented the government from providing disaster relief to religious organizations. Last year, President Trump hosted a Global Call to Protect Religious Freedom event at the United Nations and called on the international community and business leaders to work to protect religious freedom around the world. The administration has stood up for religious liberty around the world, partnering with local and faith-based organizations to provide assistance to vulnerable religious minorities. Good job, President Trump. I fully support him. There's been this guy at uh, Don't Ever Send Me Articles from Now the End Begins website. I, I don't read him. He takes things out of context. I've gotten lots of articles from People This week on that guy, he's saying that our administration is getting into Krizlam and all that it is untrue. Okay, so please don't send me that guy's stuff. He's a King James onlyist and he's he's got all kinds of funny things that he does and he takes things in an article out of context. He puts out these things and when he does this, he... Every one of his pages you go to has a donate button on the bottom of it. He's making a lot of money by sensationalism, and I don't like sensationalism. I like what is fact. Our president is not getting into Chris Lom, and I did not appreciate that guy's uh, uh, saying as such over the past week, and so I don't want to hear from him anymore. From Christian Headlines, Jerry Falwell Jr. may call for civil disobedience if Virginia passes new gun control laws. Good job, Jerry Falwell I'm pretty sure I'm going to call for civil disobedience if the Democrats go through with this, which they are going through with it, Falwell told the host on the Todd Starnes radio show. We have a right to carry guns in this nation. It cannot be usurped by a state government or a local government. It comes from the Second Amendment of the United States of America, and I'm glad that he made this stand, and I hope he sticks by it. And If it comes time to start marching against these people, I hope he's up there with them. From Islam Today, BBC, Canada, Iran must assume full responsibility for downed plane. I'm so glad they said that because they've been blaming it on President Trump. Now they can't do that anymore. So there you go with that. Times of Israel, Iran urges world to not turn downing of passenger plane into a political issue when they were the first ones to do it. From the Times of Israel, U.S. threatens tariffs on Europeans unless Iran nuke deal scrapped. Good job. Iran accused European governments of sacrificing a troubled 2015 nuclear deal to avoid trade reprisals from President Trump, who has spent nearly two years trying to scupper the agreement, as he should. Iranian FM Zarif said Trump was again behaving like a high school bully, and the decision by Britain, France, and Germany to heed his pressure to lodge a complaint over Iranian compliance deprived them of any right to claim the moral high ground. Germany's defense minister confirmed a Washington Post report that the U.S. had threatened to impose a 25% tariff on imports of European cars if European governments continued to back the nuclear deal. This expression, or threat as you will, does exist, said, I can't pronounce his name, who told a news conference during a visit to London. Zarif said, Europe's unwillingness to antagonize the United States made a mockery of its stated determination to rescue the nuclear deal. Well, this is why we are the United States, is we have the power, we have the money, and we have the ability to do these things, and only a foolish nation would not use its resources to achieve its ends. I'm very happy we have the president we do. Since Washington pulled out of the agreement and reimposed crippling unilateral sanctions in 2018... EU governments have sought to find a way to allow European businesses to continue trading with Iran without incurring huge U.S. penalties. And then from Israel Hayom, Iran threatens to exit major nuclear treaty if EU backs sanctions. So it's our way or the highway as far as they're concerned. They're the ones that are doing wrong. They're the ones that are under the sanctions and they're trying to dictate to the people that are monitoring these things what they are to do. Iran said it could quit the Global Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, the NPT. This is not the JCPOA. This is the NPT that all of these countries signed years and years ago if European countries refer it to the UN Security Council over a nuclear agreement a move that would overturn diplomacy in its confrontation with the West. The 1968 NPT has been the foundation of global nuclear arms control since the Cold War, including a 2015 deal which Iran signed with the world powers that offered it access to global trade in return for accepting curbs to its atomic program. Britain, France, and Germany declared Iran in violation of the 2015 pact last week, and have launched a dispute mechanism that could eventually see the matter referred to the Security Council and the reimposition of UN sanctions. If the Europeans continue their improper behavior or send Iran's file to the Security Council, we will withdraw from the NPT, Iranian Foreign Minister Zarif said. And that means they can go ahead and build all the nukes they want if they're not a part of the NPT. But guess what? They've been doing that anyway. Exactly. They've been doing it anyway, so it doesn't mean anything. Now, Israel is not a part of the NPT, and they haven't used their nukes. They've never threatened anybody with their nukes, but everybody knows they have their nukes, and they know that they will be the target of Israel if they ever come against Israel. So, Israel's doing the right thing as well. From the Jerusalem Post, Turkey rapidly succeeds in taking over Libya conflict. Just weeks after Turkey's parliament approved deploying troops to western Libya, after Turkey signed a controversial Mediterranean deal with the embattled government in Tripoli, Ankara is now the central player in Libya. Nine years after the overthrow of the regime of Muammar Gaddafi, Ankara has transformed the Libyan conflict in weeks, more than many countries have accomplished in years. In Berlin, at a summit on Libya's conflict, Turkey's delegation has now met with the United States Secretary of State Pompeo to discuss the future of Libya. This has long term implications for Israel because Ankara's current leadership is hostile to Israel and has hosted Hamas. Libya is in the midst of a civil war that pits Khalifa Haftar, a general controlling most of the country, against a weak government in Tripoli that is called the GNA. However, like other failed and failing states that have seen years of war, the government in Tripoli may not command most of the countryside, but it commands a role internationally. It also has money and it has hired lobbyists and it realized that it can give away rights in the Mediterranean that it doesn't control. Turkey. They have the government authority, and so even though they don't control the rights of the uh, pipelines going to Turkey and the gas fields, they can give them away, and so that's what they're doing. It, It did just that in November, which benefits Ankara by giving Turkey a claim to a huge swath of sea that gives Turkey overlapping claims with Greece and Cyprus and potentially frustrates a gas pipeline, as we saw a week ago, that Israel, Greece, Cyprus, Italy, and others want to build. So you can see this is really high-stakes stuff that's going on right now. From Zero Hedge, UK company creates knives without tips, no tips, as crime wave soars to decade highs. So no more, you got low-rounded knives because that's the way you control crime in the UK. A UK company is marketing a new range of knives without sharp tips in response to soaring knife crime levels, which just hit another decade high. Sheffield-based company Viners has produced the Assure Range square-ended knives, which are shaped to reduce and prevent injuries, accidents, and fatalities. They didn't consider, though, that the blade end of the knife can actually be used to slice people, so they're going to have to come up with dull (laughs) knives as well. From Mongolia, from Aki Press, all schools and kindergartens of Mongolia to be quarantined over chinese Coronavirus. Minister of Health Mongolia Sanan Grel, I guess it's a hard name to even look at much of less pronounced, offered to freeze the classes in schools and kindergartens of the country due to the coronavirus in China. The proposal was considered at the special session of the State Commission for Emergency Situations. The participants approved the proposal to shut down schools and kindergartens from January 27th all the way to March 2nd. I bet the kids are really brokenhearted about that. Authorities in Mongolia in connection with the coronavirus outbreak in China recommended citizens of the country who plan to travel to the virus-hit regions to take into consideration of the situation and be careful. So there you go with that. From Daniel12Technology today, I'd like you all to meet the Xenobot, world's first living self-healing robots created from frog stem cells. Yes, named Xenobots after the African clawed frog from which they take their stem cells. The machines are less than a millimeter wide, some small enough to travel inside of human bodies. They can walk and swim, survive for weeks without food, and work together in groups. Stem cells are unspecialized cells that have the ability to develop into different cell types. The researchers scraped living stem cells from frog embryos and left them to incubate. Then the cells were cut and reshaped into specific body forms designed by a supercomputer, forms never seen in nature. The cells then began to work on their own. Skin cells bonded to form structure while pulsing heart muscle cells allowed the robot to move on its own. Xenobots even have self healing capabilities. When the scientists sliced into one robot, it healed by itself and kept moving. These are novel living machines. They're neither a traditional robot nor a known species of animal. It's a new class of artifact, a living, programmable organism. Xenobots don't look like traditional robots, they have no shiny gears or robotic arms. Instead, they look more like a tiny blob of moving pink flesh. The researchers say this is deliberate. This biological machine can achieve things typical robots of steel and plastic cannot. Traditional robots degrade over time and can produce harmful ecological and health side effects. As biological machines, xenobots are more environmentally friendly and safer for human health. I would... I would bet that this is going to go south pretty soon. That's my guess, but that's where they're at right now. The xenobots could potentially be used towards a host of tasks. Xenobots could be used to clean up radioactive waste, collect microplastics in the oceans, carry medicine inside human bodies, or even travel into our arteries to scrape out plaque. It reminds me of that movie, The Fantastic Voyage When We Were Young there you go. The xenobots can survive in aqueous environments without additional nutrient for days or weeks, making them suitable for internal drug delivery. Aside from these immediate practical tasks, the xenobots could also help researchers to learn more about cell biology, opening the doors to future advancements in human health and longevity. So there you go. It sounds really scary to me. It sounds like a revelation plague to me is what that sounds like. And speaking of revelation plagues... Next category. Uh, I'm going to speak about one particular issue through most of the entire thing, and I'm going to give you some information. And you're going to think I'm on one side of this issue, and then you're going to see later them on the other side. So don't make any decisions or judgments until we get done. All right. Mail online. China confirms new SARS-like virus has spread between humans as 14 medics catch the killer infection after treating patients. This is just at the beginning of the week. The coronavirus has struck 222 people in Asia, most of whom have been in China. One day later, mail online killer Chinese coronavirus may be passed through saliva as outbreak reaches Taiwan, death toll reaches six. And 300 patients are struck down. So it went up 80 in a day. And experts predict mystery disease will continue to spread. From the Epic Times, China coronavirus outbreak rises to 440, with nine dead as first U.S. case confirmed. Now, I only took a couple of the thousands of articles I read. I'm just giving you a little brushstroke of it. Mail online, it feels like the end of the world. Panic on streets as China puts 18 million people in three cities under quarantine as deadly bug Kills 17, infects up to 10,000, and now spreads to eighth country Singapore. Epic times. Chinese authorities shut down schools, tourist sites as viral pneumonia reaches nearly all parts of China. Epic times. China widens lockdowns, closes tourist sites as virus death toll rises to 26. Business Insider. Wuhan, China, is scrambling to build a hospital in just six days to treat coronavirus patients as its health system gets overwhelmed. They're out there building an entire hospital in six days. days—epic Times, France confirms two cases of coronavirus, the first in Europe, zero hedge, 56 million Chinese on lockdown as virus spreads to Australia and Malaysia. Oh no, Malaysia. I used to live there. It's a nice country. In Australia, we got all kinds of good friends there. So NBC, coronavirus death toll raises to 41 as China reports 15 more fatalities. In the U.S., the Centers for Disease Control is monitoring dozens of potential cases. We are, as of this morning now, at 56 dead, 1,372 quarantined or, or sick. Zero-hedge coronavirus pandemic simulation run three months ago predicts 65 million could die Okay. I have read every possible conspiracy theory that has been made up by man. Email to me, people talking about every conspiracy theory you can imagine. Okay. I've read them all. Okay. So the best answer to this entire thing is the next title from the New York Post. Don't buy the media hype over the new China virus. They do a great article. Go read the article. Okay? Mail Online. Here's the contrast now. 56 people dead, 1,372 cases. Mail online, flu has already killed 39 children in the United States, and the number is still set to rise, health officials warn. That's only children, that's not adults too. New figures from the CDC show that, now, there were 1,372 cases of the coronavirus, 56 dead. 9.7 million people have fallen ill, and 87,000 people have been hospitalized since January 1st. 4,800 since January 1st have died. 8,200 for the flu season. That's a big difference between 56 and 8,200 people, marking a 65 percent increase. You don't hear anything about that in the news. All you're hearing about is this, and I've got my own conspiracy theory as to why this has come out, other than, other than obviously this sells. Sensation cells, people make a lot of money posting this kind of nonsense out there. Everybody's excited about it. They're reading all kinds of things. These people are making up goofy YouTube videos that say it's this conspiracy, it's that conspiracy, it's this and that. And they all get, look at every one of them that you watch. See if they monetize their videos and you'll see that they do. They make up lies just to make a lot of money. So there you go with that. That's my theory on, but I have another theory, which I will bring up next week as I monitor it more, okay? I saw something this morning, which I'd already come up to the conclusion with. I kept the uh, article. I may include it next week. We'll see where it goes with the rest of it. Zero Hedge, a plague of locusts, earthquakes in diverse places. That's right out of the Bible, and this is Zero Hedge quoting it, and weather that's gone completely nuts. It's almost as if someone flipped some sort of a switch as 2020 began. You know, we got locust plagues in Kenya, and we've got... This is what happens in the world. It's yes. not anything new. It's sensation and people make a lot of money selling articles like that. From Fox News, here's something you don't hear anything about. Venice canals. Remember the Venice was overflowing, global warming, Venice is being ruined. And then I highlighted the fact that it's not as bad as it was 40 years ago. They had another flood like this. Well, all of a sudden it gets real quiet and here, Venice canals nearly dry. <laughs> months after historic floods. And it's all gone. No more global warming in Venice. Okay, morality today, live action. California governor wants a no-kill state for animals, not for people. Yes. In a press conference, Newsom laid out the details for his budget for the upcoming year, which includes $50 million. Imagine your taxpayer dollars for this. One-time general fund allocation to the UC Davis Coret Shelter Medicine Program. The purpose is to develop a grant program for animal shelters in the state. Because Newsom wants to see an end to the killing of animals. You can kill babies all day long there. They want to pass euthanasia. They're not a euthanasia state yet, but they want to do that. But they don't want to kill any animals. In the press conference, Newsom made the statement, we want to be a no-kill state. While the goal of ending animal euthanasia is laudable, without question, the idea of Newsom touting California as a no-kill state while allowing abortion and euthanasia of human beings to go unchecked is beyond offensive. According to the pro-abortion Guttmacher Institute, the former research arm of Planned Murderhood, at least 15%, 15% of all abortions in the United States of America are committed in California. The number, however, could be even higher than that as California chooses to opt out of reporting its abortion statistics to the CDC. California also now requires public universities to provide abortion pills on campus. The state's attorney general has also argued that killing abortion survivors does not qualify as infanticide. So a baby is aborted and it's alive and they stab it and it's hard or do whatever they want to kill it. That's not infanticide and it's currently in the midst of persecuting undercover journalists for exposing the abortion industry's participation in the trafficking of the body parts of aborted children. Something which, by the way, is illegal and they're trying to prosecute the people that exposed this instead of doing what the law says to do. No kill state. From the Christian Post, Planned Parenthood launches $45 million in our taxpayer dollars have been going to them for years and years and years. $45 million campaign for 2020, matter of life and death. In other words, get rid of Trump with taxpayer dollars, your dollars on the other side. From the Christian Post, the Susan B. Anthony SBA list launches $52 million effort, not your tax dollars, to re-elect Trump. Most pro-life president in the United States history. The Susan B. Anthony List announced that along with its partner Super PAC, which is called Women Speak Out PAC, its plans include a robust boost to the on-ground grassroots efforts, voter contact mail, phone calls, and digital ads. If you are in the Sarasota, Charlotte area, anywhere around here within, say, 100 miles, and you want to be a part of that, this is a paid position that you can obtain email me. There's a person, Susan, who has come to this church and spoke, and she will pay you to go out and to talk to people about the abortion agenda. It's supporting Trump, the right to life, but you can get paid for that. So contact me if you want a paid position to just go out and knock on doors and meet people and talk to them. Some reason and some sense into their heads, please. Give me an email and I will hook you up with her and you can get paid and it's pretty good pay too. We got several girls that are doing that right now in this area. One is in Naples, and we got one over on the East Coast, and maybe some others hired on as well. I don't know, but if you want that job, let me know, and we'll get you lined up with the Susan B. Anthony people, and they will pay you to do this. From our other category, it is the 26th of January. Before we have another Prophecy Update, if all goes well, The UK will no longer be a part of the European Union. I want you to know that. Good job for them. Brexit by next week, the 31st of January. We'll see if it happens. From the Chicago Tribune, meet Clearview AI, the secretive company that might end privacy as we know it. Until recently, Juan Thot's greatest hits included an obscure iPhone game and an app that let people put Donald Trump's distinctive yellow hair on their own photos. Then, Tom Thott, an Australian techie and one-time model, did something momentous. He invented a tool that could end your ability to walk down the street anonymously and provide it to hundreds of law enforcement agencies, ranging from local cops in Florida to the FBI and the DHS. His tiny company, Clearview AI, devised a groundbreaking facial recognition app. You can take a picture of a person, upload it, and get to see public photos of that person along with links to where those photos appeared. The system, whose backbone is a database of more than 3 billion images that Clearview claims to have scraped from Facebook, YouTube, and millions of other websites, goes far beyond anything ever constructed by the U.S. government or Silicon Valley giants Federal and state law enforcement officers said that while they had only limited knowledge of how Clearview works and who is behind it, they had used its app to help solve shoplifting, identity theft, credit card fraud, murder, and child sexual exploitation cases. Until now, technology that readily identifies everyone based on their faces has been taboo because of its radical erosion of privacy. Tech companies capable of releasing such a tool have refrained from doing so. In 2011, Google's chairman at the time said that it was the one technology the company had held back because it could be used in a very bad way. Some large cities, including San Francisco, have barred police from using facial recognition technology. But without public scrutiny, more than 600 law enforcement agencies have started using Clearview in the past year, according to the company, which declined to provide a list. The computer code underlying its app analyzed by the New York Times includes programming language to pair it with augmented reality glasses. Users would potentially be able to identify every person they saw. You're wearing a pair of glasses and you walk down the road and it can tell you who every single person is. That goes right back to Mission Impossible. They had one where he was wearing those glasses walking down the street looking for a contact right? And he could identify every person there. And this has become reality. Now you wear a pair of glasses and you want to know who that girl that's really cute over there. Hey, you can know that quickly who she is. If she's married, if she's single, you know, you can know everything that it's scary, but you know what? I'm going to tell you something. People take these things and they say, well, we shouldn't be allowed to use DNA for this or that. We've been using fingerprints for years and that's an identifier of a person. DNA, if it can get perverts off the street, more power to it. I don't care. These things don't bother me. If you are doing what is right, then it shouldn't bother you. I'm not one of these people that worries about this type of stuff. That's because in sixth grade, I had a sixth grade teacher that he said, I know people that when they see the cops, they get real scared. He says, I feel good. And that was instilled into me by that sixth grade teacher. And I've always remembered that if you're doing what's right, you shouldn't have any fear of what's wrong. And because I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, we're out of here before it all drops anyway. So this kind of stuff doesn't affect me at all. It's just very cool that this is coming out, okay? If you believe in a mid-trib rapture, you can stay behind if you want. Somebody asked me, if you don't believe in the rapture, are you still going to be raptured? And the answer is yes. Okay. Just not believing in a doctrine doesn't keep you from salvation through Christ. But anyway, um, pre-trib is true. If you want defense of that, send me an email. I'll send you the link to the uh, video I did on that. But it is correct. Mid-trib is wrong. Post-trib is wrong. No-trib or no uh, rapture is wrong. Okay. It's right there in the Bible. It's very clear. Okay. Anyway, um, the tool could identify activists at a protest or an attractive stranger on the subway, revealing not just their names, but where they lived, what they did, and whom they know. And it's not just law enforcement. Clearview has also licensed the app to at least a handful of companies for security purposes. The weaponization possibilities of this are endless. Imagine a rogue law enforcement officer who wants to stalk potential romantic partners or a foreign government using this to dig up secrets about people to blackmail them or throw them in jail. Well, that happens anyway. So, I mean, this is just one more avenue of doing that. Clearview has shrouded itself in secrecy, avoiding debate about its boundary-pushing technology. When I began looking into the company, its website was a bare page showing a non-existent Manhattan address as its place of business. The company's one employee listed on LinkedIn, a sales manager named John Good, turned out to be Ton Thot, a fake name. For a month, people affiliated with the company would not return my emails or phone calls. While the company was dodging me, it was also monitoring me. At my request, a number of police officers had run my photo through the Clearview app. They soon receive phone calls from company representatives asking if they were talking to the media. Assigned the ClearView has the ability and in this case the appetite to monitor whom law enforcement is searching for so they know who law enforcement is looking for. Once again, if you're not doing anything wrong, don't let it bother you. From Zero Hedge, City officials shut down restaurant because it got shot at. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rita. Yeah. Rita Johnson owns a restaurant in Saginaw, Michigan. One night when the eatery was rented out to a private party, it became the victim of a random shooting. Suspects shot at the building and ran away. The owner and the guests had no idea why they were targeted nor by whom, but rather than find the criminals, the city revoked Rita's permit and shut down the restaurant. The city's excuse was that the restaurant was a site of criminal activity. Oh. The town also cited failure to main adequate security. This is pretty ironic coming from a city government that charges taxpayers a bunch of money for basic services. Oh, I don't know, like the police? So instead of just going out and investigating the crime, they shut down the building. Whatever. Um, we have um, something that just came out this morning. CNN Legal Analyst GOP is winning impeachment, which is obvious, but Trump defense team is all white. You know what? Here's my thought on that. If they're all white and they're making a claim that they're winning and there's blacks on the other team, then they're they're the racists that are saying the blacks can't handle it. If you think about it, the stupid people at CNN, they try to show how non-white they are as they sit there in their white humanity. And they blame whites, and what they're doing is they're saying that blacks are incompetent. That is what they are doing. They're stupid. They're just idiots. Anyway, there you go with that. Got a lesser care for you. For a while, we have not had a prayer. Now the Donalds help making things fair. Students will have their way when in school they do pray in the name of the one who's God's heir. Good job there, Les. Okay, we got a couple of ironies for you, and then we'll be done. This is called The Getaway or not. From M.I.L., Florida deputies catch Fugitive wanted for six weeks as he is live streaming himself on Instagram. That's not a smart person there. And then from Mail Online, the getaway, or not, masked 86-year-old robs a bank but is caught moments later due to his slow getaway. Yes, such just the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.